Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Play to Win, where we play to win. That's not what we say. That's not what we say. Here. I'm already off to a terrible start. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we're going to be talking about previous card evaluations that we've made oh, on the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know, sure. right? Yes, okay. So this is what I did. So I went through, I'm pretty sure, is all of our past top tens and set reviews that we've done for every time a new set has been released, um, which we normally do for non-reprint sets. Yep. Okay. So um, we're not going to talk about like some painfully obvious cards that like we talked about because, you know, they're considered to be other things in CEDH, but like clearly not the powerful things in CEDH, right? So we're not going to talk about like all the two mana bounce spells that we ever sure. talked about, right? <laughs> they come out <laughs> in every set. We don't need to go over that. Exactly. So there are a couple that caught my eye as I was going through, and that w- that's what we're going to talk about. So I, I, I think I picked one from every single set that we've covered since we started. Um, did you know we didn't do one for Strixhaven? I didn't know that. I don't think we did. At Were least, we just busy? At least what happened? I don't know, but I can't find you one. You can't find it? We have two gameplay episodes for it, but we don't have, we don't have a, a set review. But there was really, you know, I, I was going back and thinking of it. Like, what from Strixhaven are you playing? That silence effect? What's that flame scroll seller? Okay, great. Maybe okay, that's yeah. one. There we I go. I think there's one card. That we would have had one review? card to talk about. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it wasn't that good. So so do you, do you know what the first set was that we... No, I don't. All right, this is great memory lane. for. I haven't seen any of this information, so this is all new for me, too. All right. So, uh, Ikoria is the first set that we did. Oh, no. A set release Okay, for. so yeah. this is Kinnan and Winota. So, do you re- did you get our thoughts on Kinnan and Winota? So, I did get our thoughts on Kinnan. Okay. But I was very high on Luris. That was the first thing that I noticed. Luris is one, and Winota was the other one that I wanted to talk about from Ikoria specifically. Um, I don't know why, but I was very high on Luris for some reason. Okay. I specifically wasn't talking about it as a companion, though. Like, I thought that it was going to be much better as, like, a stacks commander. Yeah, I mean, and even the companion rule has changed since we even talked about it. So it being companion is even worse now when it was then. It's just not necessary, right? No, it's really not. And I have seen Luris work as a commander, and I have lost to it. Yeah. Um, so it certainly can do powerful stuff, but um, I don't know. I, I was very high on I was weirdly high on it as, yes. okay. um, for, from how I look back on it now. And it's really not – it's not like an all-star. It does – like it sees play in some unique decks sometimes in like Razaketh decks. Yeah. And, it's, and it sees play as, like, as a commander also very rarely. Yeah, exactly. And like there's a couple um, – like you've done the Will and Lucas that was able to use Luris. Yeah. yeah, sure. That actually did pretty well in a tournament recently. I oh, forget nice. which one, but it like top that. 16 to tournament. Yeah. That's and I've also seen it with Jensen. Remember, we did it with Jensen, sure, too. Yeah. Um, but there's very specific scenarios yeah, the, where you can actually use it. The companion thing, I found most often the things you're losing are Ranger Captain and Rhystic Study, and those cards are really good. If, you, if you're okay with losing those cards, the companion partner can be, like, okay of Luris. Like, being able to get back your Underworld Breach is certainly very good. But I just, I feel like Ranger Captain and Rhystic Study are really good cards, and those are bad cards to miss out on to get that, like, definite effect from your command zone. Yeah, sort of. exactly, right. 
So, um, yeah, so Loris is the first card there. So I would say that's a miss from me. Yeah, right? Yeah. So we didn't we didn't bring up Winota at all in the video. We didn't talk about Winota at all. Winota didn't come up at all. That's which bad. I think is like our biggest miss. Like, I don't know why we're starting on the biggest miss, but like we are. We just didn't even think of Winota as a stacks piece, I guess. We no. Didn't, we didn't think of like, it as a commander. I, 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 at all, right? Like, I didn't really realize at the time, like how that could absolutely yeah. snowball or like there were specific ways you could build your deck, right? There were uh, a couple of the things that we were focused on, like the um, the mutate combo that works with Doxide oh, Extortionist. Yeah. And, and that Chain one doesn't really see play at all. No. Right? Um, and it's, it's just because you have to set it up right you have, to, you have to put a card in your graveyard yeah, right and that's pieces. that's tough sometimes when you're not in like black decks yeah um yeah i'm very surprised when Oda didn't come up but that's definitely a, a big mess here but that card we would have said we should have said was an a so definitely yeah obviously but we didn't so did we talk about um, kinnon um you know what i don't have kinnon here so i assume that we did we did because it was already on the channel at that point okay. so we did talk we did talk about kinnon for just a little bit but so. we we were we were on nothing exciting we were already Kinnan. yeah we were already well, i mean we had tyler so like we were yeah. already kind of you know high on, on kinnon at that point there. okay um but there was nothing really else that kind of stood out to me as like stuff that was way out of left field okay besides us yeah missing winota yeah there were two cards from the commander legends the original commander Legends set um that stood out to me you were very high on Clark right at the beginning sure yeah yeah i remember yeah i don't, I, could, I remember that i couldn't figure out what Clark was going to be good for i couldn't figure out how it was going to be good but the text just seemed so good with free spells i mean with all the things that we have found Clark to be good with now i was kind of thinking that like you needed a benefit off of just casting a spell which Clark does Clark sakashima does play some of those effects that allow you to draw cards or something like that but um, yeah, just the the ability. I I don't think I was thinking of like copying Kark and like being able to no, do that multiple times. We didn't, I didn't think mention of that at all. we didn't mention Sakashima yeah. and Kark paired together. We talked about them completely separately. Interesting. At, like, yeah, there was, there was like a half hour in between how much <laughs> <laughs> what we talked about them. But we, but so we did talk about each of those cards. Just we not did, together. but not together. There's you so many combinations. On, how are we gonna on, figure that out? You were high on two Timnas was the yes, thing, which right? is like my best performing deck on the channel. I think so far, probably because I only played like. Like a very short amount of games that I want to chunk up against them, a bunch of not that great decks <laughs> yeah. that came out too, right? But yeah, so Clark, you, I was definitely much lower on Clark. Okay, you were. Which I you weren't sold on, be, the, on the coins. No, because I'm not very much a high risk, high reward kind of player. Because yeah. I feel like every time I go for the risk, it always backfires on sure. me. Sure. 100 percent of the time right so so i didn't necessarily like that option but i have since changed my tune especially when it is sakushima i mean yeah we've seen, you when know, you get two of them well, yeah what well, we us not thinking about if there being multiple carks i that didn't even cross yeah. my mind oh the commenters remembered yeah oh, oh yeah yeah they remembered that we had okay. a couple people that said that one Excellent. yeah yeah um the other one what Obeka Brute Chronologist is we another one that I card, weren't we? You and I, I quote said this was the most pushed CEDH commander of the set. <laughs> That's Yikes. a quote from what's the that, video. What set was this? This is the original Commander Legends. Com the partners. Yes. Partner, were partners they, were in the set, and, the, I, and I said this one was the this one. This one, yeah. Not Jessica. Oh, not, not Jessica, yeah. Jeweled Lotus. Oh, yeah. Not um, like Tevish or anything yeah. like that, right? I just thought that not having, having the extra time walks, like they're already good. Like I thought the extra Final Fortune effects would just be so powerful in this deck, but there's just like. 
faster and there's there's ways to be faster in grixis yeah. and just speed is better i think well and and she doesn't have speed at all right you it's have slow. to you have to tap her in order to have the ability and it's now become significantly easier to interact with creatures in the meta i run That's like true. six bounce effects in my decks now i'm playing dismember now <laughs> yeah right like, more <laughs> like there's a lot of people that are now looking for more ways to be able to deal with creatures um and i think having a commander that has to tap is such yeah. a huge downside uh when that kind of stuff is going on especially at four mana where we've seen with like you know kess and these other actual three pip color commanders it's a little bit harder to use jewel lotus to be able to cast your commander yeah a lot of the partners are more set up to take advantage of things that are are that like give you so much extra speed things like jewel lotus and things like fierce guardianship just like having like a commander that does nothing but is inexpensive is better than having a four mana commander sometimes especially if you have two cheap commanders Uh, if your commander isn't going to do anything for a while it's just it's just better to have ones that are relevant earlier and turn all your spells well i mean take a look at like armix crown like armix is another commander that we didn't talk about from that didn't talk about armix didn't talk about armix at all we didn't really talk about many of the uncommon ones interesting um but armix in particular like that one paired with crown you can also use like mana crypt and mana vault to yes, power cast them, them too whereas a card like obeka you you can't do that yeah you can yeah, you can abuse your fast it's mana much, much harder more. Well, i yeah. guess that, yeah you can but like do you really want to tap your mana vault right, for the yeah. first time you're casting <laughs> obeka yeah that doesn't no, do right you don't want to do that so yeah like it, it is cool to be able to use those time lock effects we have seen them being used a lot more in like rog silas yeah. too right and they're also they can just be good on their own without abusing that just taking exactly, one extra turn right? for two mana can be really good if you're in the right deck so it just makes already good cards that much better but in the reality just ends up being you're really losing out a lot of value in your command zone when you can still play those cards in a much faster deck. You always got to compare to Rograk Silas. And is, is it better than Rograk? The speed that you get from Rograk is just is yeah. just too much. You got to You got to be able to outweigh the speed. Right. right. Yeah. You can do that with drawing from Timna and you can add the white for extra draw power. But if you're not doing that, it's it's hard to compare with it's Rograk very Silas. Hard. Yeah. So so those were the two uh, Commander Legends cards. We have one Adventures of the Hidden Realm cards, which um, this is one that we get to. This is the Dungeons and Dragons set, right? This is the original Dungeons and Dragons okay, set. Yeah. Sure. And this is one that um, I'm excited to say we were really right about. Ooh. This is Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> we thought it would be bad. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So this is the one that, you know, mills people. Right. <laughs> um, I, I have never seen this come up uh, in tournament decks. Never. Um, or at least top performing tournament decks. I haven't. Um, I, I don't think that this effect ends up being anywhere close to being so good. That's so a win. I'll count it. That's a big win for <laughs> us. Right. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, we're going to move into to Midnight Hunt. Just a couple cards. There, there wasn't too much in Midnight Hunt that ended up being, like, really CEDH playable. Yeah, I, I can't even think of anything offhand. No, like, a couple cards that stick out to me. Drowning Dreams is the first one that, that sticks out. Remember Drowning, this one? No, I this don't. This is the better stroke of genius because if you control your Mander, if you control your Commander, oh, yeah. you can choose two. Yeah. And the other one is Mill twice X. Sure. I've never seen it. Um, I actually played it in Urza for a little bit. Okay. Because some Urza lists sure, yeah, a Urza little play. bit yeah, ago. Maybe I've seen it in Urza lists. Yeah, like okay. they used to play like Stroke of Genius, and this was another way where instead of like having to buy back your Stroke of Genius twice, like you can kill two players with this with yeah. infinite mana. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, like Stroke of Genius effects have really fallen out of favor in a lot of decks. So I haven't really seen this come up. 
at all. Yeah, I, I think the the efficiency of like um, repetitive draw engines, like for six study type effects, I think we're we're just playing a lot more of those type of things and Esper Sentinel and other stuff like that. And this really is only like in specific decks, like big mono blue or maybe like green blue decks are gonna want that effect, yeah, right? Exactly, right. And you, when you look at it at base, like you kind of need to have six mana for this to draw you three cards right. for it to be good. And there's only very specific decks that are gonna have that much mana to be able to do that with. Those lights aren't purple. Those lights aren't purple. These lights are purple. Cut! Oh man, Cut. it's changed the color. Changing it up, all right. All right, um, I have nothing else to say about John and Dreams. Great, let's move on. All right, um, Triskaidekaphile. We talked about this card. We did talk about this oh, card. Do you remember I, this I card? I said something good about this card. You did were I? you were pretty high on Triskaidekaphile. Mm. Well, no, like you recognize that it's not Thassa's Oracle, but right. like, I still stand by. It's a two mana creature that says you win the game on it. Yeah, but like it's a very specific scenario where like you have to like add nause and you have to stop when you have 13 life and then you have to make sure it lives when you go to your upkeep. Yeah, not great. Which is not really that great. But you were like, if if Thassa's Oracle gets banned, this is this could be something else that we look to. I don't know if I agree with that anymore. Uh, I swiftly said, well, both Jace and <laughs> Ladman are, are better than this, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you, if all, but if all three of them get banned, oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's gonna happen real fast. <laughs> yeah. So um, those were the only two cards from Midnight Hunt. It didn't okay. really impact CEDH uh, yeah. too much. That so was don't. a standard. Yeah, set. that wasn't for us. Exactly. Crimson Vow was kind of the same way. We were pretty right on the two cards from Crimson Vow that actually ended up seeing play. Okay. I mean, it was hard to say Hallbreaker Horror was not going to do well. Right. Do we? Do we? We understood that it was a tight spot tyrant, right? Yeah, I was playing Urza at the time, and okay. I was fighting for playing both of them in the deck. Got. Oh yes, right. Yeah. So I still, um, still think that's a fine choice. I still think it's a, a fine choice too. Yeah. It worked out for me a lot. Yeah. Going back and looking at it, so. Um, yeah, so that one we got right. And Alchemist Retrieval was the other one that I've seen oh, more yeah. than just myself playing it. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen it a ton, but I have seen it. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, yeah I've there, seen it. There are certain decks that like it more than others. Yeah, Dockside um, decks. Yeah, Dockside decks. But I really like it as a as a as an option in Dockside decks too. Yeah. Um, especially because it doesn't just bounce a creature. It bounces... Anything. Anything, right? Well, non-land, right? Non-land. 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 Yeah. And new, normally... There's more than just creatures that can cause you problems. So yeah. just having that versatility is, is something that I like, right? If you're going to play Winds of Rebuke, like this is also something that can yeah. bounce your Dockside for even less mana. I agree. Um, and it works out. So I really like that. But the one card that, I don't know, that maybe I think we were also right on was Wash Away. Wash Away. This we, card's not good. No, this one, we, we talked about this one a little bit in the Counterspells episode. We kind of oh, yeah. brushed over this one. This is the this is the Cleave. Oh, speaking of the Counterspells episode, what do you think about Arcane Denial? Oh, Arcane Denial. Did okay, you, yeah, did you can, read the comments? Because a I lot did. of people think Arcane Denial is really good. A lot good. of people think Arcane Denial is really good. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I don't know. I don't want to give my opponent more cards than right. they cast. Yeah, because then then you're, you're, you're down cards. You're way down cards. Even if it replaces itself, you gave them two. Yeah, right? Not good. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a two-mana counter, and it's worse than Delay. Yeah. So I, I don't want to play anything else that's worse than Delay if I'm playing a two-mana counter. I agree. I'm going Managing Delay, and I'm cutting it off there. Yeah, maybe Dovin's Veto, and that doesn't even do the same thing, so and I don't it, think it's... And you, even if I'm not in blue-white... You know, I'm still only capping myself off there. Kind of agree. Just yeah. two mana for any interaction. I don't want too much of that. I only want 
I barely want Assassin's Trophy anymore. Abrupt Decay is kind of where I need all the removal. That's two mana. It's just so expensive. Two mana that's, is a lot of mana that's a lot to of hold mana. up. Yeah. Sorry to a little... All right, back. back no, that, that's quite all right, because we're, we're on Wash Away, which is another counter spell. Bad card. Three mana option or one mana for never never coming up situation. No, it never comes up, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. The next one, we were, um, Kamigawa, I, something else about this list, like, I, we're specifically not talking about a lot of other commanders besides, um, the ones from Commander Legends in particular. Like, these are just, like, mostly 99 cards. Okay. That I have on this list. Maybe, maybe if people want, we can, like, go back and we can do a video specifically on what we thought of, like, commanders. Sure. But, like, a lot of commanders we've just played because we need to fill up a pot sometimes, yeah. right? Um, so Kamigawa, there were, um, the one in particular that I wanted to bring him up is March of Swirling Mist. Oh. Because you and Tyler were very high on it, and I didn't express it too much in the video, but I didn't know what all that card was going to do, right? I, I pictured that card pitching more cards than it it really ever has for me now and i'm at a point now where i love that card and i don't want to leave yeah. home without it in most of my blue decks yeah marching swirling mist is a great one i think being able to temporarily get rid of a, a ton of stacks pieces is just super super helpful yeah so i i've i've learned to really like that card yeah i do wish that it hit non non-creatures but you can't yeah you can't always get everything that you want yeah that would be kind of nuts though if it could hit non-creatures too just like pinpoint get whatever you want off the board right I, there has to be some type of cap i think all right, so moving on into New Capenna. Yeah. This is our next set here. There was some power in New Capenna, There right? was a lot of power in New Capenna. We were we were pretty close on a bunch of it. An offer you can't refuse, Tyler was very high on. Right. I was also high on it. Not as high as Tyler. Did I not like it? You were pretty mid on it. Really? You were pretty mid on it, yeah. At this point, I'm very high on it. Oh, yeah, no, this is like the first blue counter, the first blue one-mana counter that I put in my deck yeah. now is, is an offer you can't refuse. So I, I think it's it's still outperformed even what I expected, but I know you were you were pretty mid on it, even yeah. in the video, too. Yeah, no, that my opinion has certainly changed after yeah. playing it a couple of times. I think I like the card a lot now. Yeah, that one is really good. I, I consider it an auto-include at this point. Yeah, we were pretty spot on about other things like, like Ledger Shredder. Saying it'd be good, right? Yes, we were also pretty spot on about Smuggler Share, too. Smuggler Share, the white card. The white Ristic Study. Right. Do we say it was going to be bad? Yeah, we we, were, we definitely said it wasn't going to be like a Ristic Study. I've but. never seen it. I've never seen it cast. No, I've never CH. seen it cast either. So I guess I still don't know, yeah. but I imagine that means it's not good if I still haven't seen it. No, right? I, I think that card was just talked a lot, and maybe that one was just talked a lot more for, for casual. casual. Yeah, I, and I do think it is a great casual card. Anything yeah. in white that does something like that is good, but but it was definitely it definitely felt like a turning point card. Yeah, because now I feel like we're in a point where they're finally giving white the tools that it needs to actually be able to compete with these other colors consistently. Yeah, and it kind of goes against what white is trying to do because it rewards them. It, you draw cards for when they play two spells, right? Yeah. Which is in white, you want to stop them from playing two spells. So it's kind of like counteractive to what like white's trying to do. That's also kind of true, you know right? What I mean? Yeah, so, you're slowing them down, so then you have a a value piece that you can't use once they're slowed down, right? Because yeah, like when you're ahead, it doesn't do anything, which is obviously like when white's like built-in flaws or whatever. But mm -hmm. I think that just like runs too counter to what white's trying to do in CDH. And if you're like just splashing white, where like it doesn't you're you're not going into white's like color play identity quite as much then you're in another color that can like do it better like draw cards better or something yeah so again pretty pretty low on on smuggler share got it moving on to commander legends 2 
So this was this was a top ten that we did. Commander and, Legends two. Which yeah. one was this one? I don't remember this one. So we have it's, there. Yeah. There is a notable ordering of things that we had. Okay. So our number one for Commander Legends two. Oh boy. What do you think it was? I can't even think of a single card from that set. You can't. What, okay. What was that set? What was it about? Can you give me a clue? This one was also a. Adventures of the Forgotten Realms type Dungeon Dragons from shit. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. I have no idea. Give it to me. What was it? So we had our number one was Abdeladrian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. That seems okay, I've right? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. What else but is let in me, that Let set, me tell though? you two cards that we had below that. Oh, no. Displacer Kitten. Oh, that one's probably better. Yeah, that one's probably better. That one's probably better. Where are you at on Displacer Kitten now? It's fine. I mean, it's... It's good. It, the ceiling is high. Undoubtedly, yeah. it can do some powerful things. It's still a format of creature that you have to like do other stuff with. It's good. I can understand that it's a powerful card. It's not. I don't know why. I just I don't love it. But I acknowledge that it's powerful. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Like I think it's a really cool value piece that you can have, and it allows you to make sure that you can always pay foristic studies and hell, even Mystic Remora. Honestly, I think I'm just like a Notion Thief kind of guy, and I'm not gonna play two four mana creatures. No. If I'm gonna play one, I think I want Notion Thief because uh, the flash on Notion Thief is so relative super good the ability to hold up your interaction if you need to but also flash in notion thief is so much more versatile than needing to commit this two two that does nothing unless you have other stuff exactly you have to tap out sorcery speed for four mana thing and then have something else and hope that no one has any removal you can list off cards that it's really good with i understand we know the cards yes i I know the cards cards that that are really good but you don't always have those cards sometimes you mulligan to five and this card is horrible right? right and notion thief can sometimes maybe get you back into it get game you back you, into it right? I wouldn't have been someone casts like a wheel and you flash this in and everyone like cries yeah. and then you or win the game right for sentinel and crom like, those, I, are, those are not mazes. i feel like that's such a better upside than yeah. like having displacer kitten in those like okay. situations when you're really far back but you said there was another card also that was down on a list what was the other one archivist of agma Oh, that one's the best card this, of the set. That's probably. the best card that's in the, the set. Card I would set. say. Yeah, yeah, looking back now, that one. I think that's better than this. That was Kitten our Arc. number three. Yeah, Arc I mean, we not, we knew that it was going to be good though. That's yeah. great. That's we knew it was going to be good. But yeah, I would just like switch that order. I think Archivist first, then Displacer Kitten, then Adrian. That's exactly what I would do now yeah. too. Yeah, I think we just got really excited about the fact that you could do the world gorger dragon combo yeah. in your command zone while also just having a better world gorger dragon for all of the decks that want to be doing that effect yeah but the reality of the situation that is that combo still sucks <laughs> that combo is the worst yeah, yeah even if it's, it's better the it's the worst if we set up a tier list right now the first combo that i would put in the poop section <laughs> is world gorger dragon yeah. it, at least it makes the section though it's in my mind it still makes a section it's, oh, in the, it's def- well because i want to specifically put on a chalkboard <laughs> this, this is this poop. is the worst we can do this is yeah the <laughs> bottom line that's funny because like in some eyes that means it's really powerful this is a cdh level effect but this is like the worst thing that you can right? do yeah exactly right is <laughs> animate dead world gorger it dragon falls to everything and they keep printing cards that kill it yeah <laughs> <laughs> All of the commanders that focused around the strategy are not seen in like top 16 and top four pods anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just no. 
But Archivist of Ogma, on the other hand, can go in probably almost any white deck. I I haven't seen many white decks that are leaving home without it at this point. Yeah, it draws anywhere from four to six cards. It's like a dark. I've said this before, but it's like a dark confidant that gains you life instead of loses you life. Exactly. I I, I do think it'll draw you about a card a turn cycle. Some turns it'll be three. Some turns it'll be zero. Um, But yeah, I think just that that rate alone is good enough. That rate alone is good enough, especially on in a deck that you can utilize the body in some way. Exactly. And there's a lot of white decks. Um, I was about to say something really stupid. A lot of white decks don't have ways to draw cards in the command zone. A lot of white Fucking decks play Timna, Timna. Though, right? Yeah. But like um, like Jessica Ishai, like I was playing Jessica Ishai when this card came out. I remember that was, you know, something I was really excited was just another two mana creature that was going to be able to get me long-term card advantage. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would definitely put that card as number one from that set. So that, that made me laugh going yeah. back through and looking at that. Dominaria United was a very surprisingly spicy set for us here. What was in Dominaria United? So the first one that I want to talk about was our number one card that won't see play in CEDH. Oh. This was Plaza of Heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has, right? This is the card that made me want to want to do this and go back and look <laughs> at some other cards. Because this is a card that I think we were super right about. Yeah, that doesn't see any play. But, like, so I, I, I tweeted about this the other day, actually. Oh, sure. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that reminded me that there are five-color Sisse decks that might actually, like, really want this. You do play a lot of Legends, and if it's actually going to cast most of your deck hell yeah okay then it's like another five color land at that point i can excuse it there there's a lot of people that brought up like one color decks too yeah i'd I'd rather play another basic land basics are so good right especially if i'm in a mono color deck that plays uh any sort of three mana land hate piece like magus of the moon or back to basics yeah yeah i'd much rather you know up up that count than have this you know colorless land that to me is almost like a cavern of souls, right? Yeah. Because it, it protects the creature that you are casting with it, but it doesn't cast any any other creatures. Any of the other stuff, yeah. Yeah, in specific decks, I, I do think it's fine. But So maybe we were a little harsher on it than we should have been. Maybe, but yeah. I still, overall, I don't want to be yeah. playing this card. I think most of the people that told me the card was really good... Uh, said that it was really good in their Joda deck, but it was a casual Joda deck, okay. which is great. Like again, I was specifically talking about it in a CEDH scenario. Yeah. And again, this card is going to have homes, and even in like niche CEDH scenarios, sure, yeah, it'll have homes. But no, I don't think this card is like. I haven't played with it a ton. No, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's very good. I think that's why. Um, our number ten card was Shadow Right Priest. Do you remember Shadow Right Priest? No. No, because it didn't do fucking anything. <laughs> it didn't do fuck all. And this is one that I was extremely low on, and I didn't even want to put on the list. Okay. But this is the one that gives your clerics plus one plus one, and for five mana you can tap and sack another cleric to, to tutor to get like Razaket into play. Sure. Yeah. That card has never seen play in a deck. I think I was probably higher on it than I needed to be because it, 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 the upside seemed good to me. Yeah. But, yeah. Which it, which it can be, right? Like, again, like not having to have it be from your your grave. Like a black bribery, right? Yeah. You get around the graveyard hate. That's what I stuttered over. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. Um, you get around the graveyard hate. It's a black bribery. It's so expensive, though. It's five mana to activate, right? And you have to tap it, too, yeah. right? So Yeah. It's just the rate's just too expensive. It's too expensive, yeah. So... Uh, we also had Stronghold Arena at 
number two. Oh, this card I feel like should I see it this in the Geo lists. It's it's been in the Geo lists. I've seen it in okay. the Geo list or two. Because I put I put number two on the Dominaria United list, and then I wrote Cam's fault. Yeah, because <laughs> I was I was much higher on this than maybe I should have been. Yeah, it not being a creature sucks, right? Because it, it draws you cards w- with the your attacking creatures, so it, it in itself kind con- contradicts the strategy that it's going for. Exactly, it's bad in the decks that it's good in, which is yeah. really weird. Yeah, not good. Yeah, you yeah. hate to see cards like that, but. That's actively what it is. I, st- I do think it's good in Najila, though. Yeah. Do you remember what our number one card from Dominaria United was? Not a clue. It was Temporary Lockdown. I don't. I Oh, this is a three-mana thing. It's a three-mana. It's white-white, colorless for a three-mana Soft Wrath. I don't think it, it's like CMC it, two or less it? or something I, like that. I haven't seen it much. Every deck that wants this plays out of time. Yeah. There were two cards that we had this over that I don't think we should have had this over in hindsight. Okay. What were those? Cut down is one of them. Cut down is a great card. Cut down is a great card. And I think cut down is better than all three of the other cards that we've talked about. And again, it hasn't seen like a ton of play, but just having it be an option for low color black decks, yeah, I think is really nice. It seems like when we do these set reviews, we just forget that oftentimes the most af- mana effective cards are the good ones. The one and two mana cards, those are really just going to be the best ones. Yeah, exactly. The other one was actually Activated Sleeper that I might consider to be better than any of these other cards. Activated Sleeper. This is the one that uh, is a body snatcher. The black body snatcher now. Oh, sure. So when it yeah. ETBs, it's it three mana, the right? Creature. Yeah, three mana. Three mana instead of four. And it has to copy a creature in the graveyard that was put there this turn. Okay, yeah. So it's good with Hulk. I've seen it with, yeah, that, I've seen that card in Hulk deck. Yeah, it's. I think it's seen more play than any of the other cards that we've talked about here. Really? Which might even actually put that, uh, maybe even cut down. I f- what, does Kirk play cut down? Yeah, I think so. Uh, may- maybe you're playing that in a. I guess not really. Not many many decks are really playing it. No, I guess. like maybe a blue black deck if you're not playing ad nauseum. I was playing it in Rakdos decks. I liked it as uh, enough in Rakdos. Honestly, oh, the main I, reason yeah. why I don't like it now is for me, my removal almost always has to hit Winota. That's like my threshold for CDH. Yeah. Like I want to kill something with four toughness. I want to make sure that what all my removal can kill Winota. It doesn't always have to go at Winota. But, like, that's why I'm, like, favoring Dismember a lot yeah. recently is that, like, I need my removal to be able to get rid of Winota. And unless you're Eidolon of Reddit, <laughs> you know, Cutdown's going to completely avoid you then. So. Right, yeah. So I'm a little lower on Cutdown, maybe. So maybe we had it right, right exactly where it was. Maybe Cutdown was right, but Activated Sleeper, we had that at number eight. That one's that probably That definitely should have been up higher. Yeah, that one should have been better. Yeah, definitely much higher there. Moving on to Brothers War. Um, I don't have the Phyrexian set in here, by the way, because we just did that one. It it just came it up just happened. and there's not been enough time to do yeah. anything, right? When did Dockside come out? We weren't doing this when Dockside no, came Dockside out. Dockside came right? out in 2019. Uh, that was before we were even making content. We started making content in 2020 because this is the th- this is our third year. Don't of even making get content. started with me about this. <laughs> It's our third year. I don't want to talk about how years. But we just started our fourth year. Okay. We all right. Sure. Whatever. So we're not talking about Dockside. I apologize. Interrupted. No. What is in this next set? All right. So the Brothers War is next. That one was kind of recent. I can't imagine our thoughts were that wrong. Well, no. Well, there's a couple like the the top five of the the top ten are really where like I wanted to scrutinize a little bit more. And we had Brotherhood's End at number five. In I don't that remember that there. card at all. That's the anger of the gods, but instead of exiling the things, you can destroy artifacts. all artifacts. Yeah. With CMC, I've been less. thinking or about maybe that. Just all artifacts. I've been thinking about that card a lot, but to be honest, just three mana, like. It's not better than Fire Covenant, and I'm normally playing black with reds. So. And what are what artifacts are you trying to kill with it? 
Yeah, like mana. I like mana is the only artifacts, or like if you really like Winota might want it because Grapdigger's Cage is Winota's one weakness. But a three mana sorcery and that kills creatures. Winota doesn't want that. You have creatures that can deal right, with that. Right? Yeah, card you just attack through. So like. It's one of the, yeah, I think the decks that want it or would care about killing the artifacts are just not the types of decks that want this effect, maybe? No, exactly. And I just think going after someone's artifact mana, unless it's trying to win the game, yeah. is not a good way to go. Like, Collector Oof is good because people need to be able to deal with Collector Oof so they can win through it. But if you just cast Brotherhood's End, someone can go to their turn and then still... Well, I guess it makes Dockside a lot worse, but... I guess so, but Meltdown is better for that. Meltdown is Melt better for that. Even though it doesn't give you... I understand this gives you the option to kill creatures and stuff, but just I, I don't think that three mana is worth it. And like if that type of strategy, I just don't find to be good in CDH. Like Trying to answer everything, that just doesn't really work in our format. There's, there's too many people. There's too many things. You have to try to be better than them, not push them down or away. You know what I mean? Just like it's so much often easier to... Yeah like ignore everyone then like try to answer what they have you're never going to have the right thing at the right time no exactly exactly so we had that we had that above I sh you're not i shouldn't say never there are some times you're going to have the thing at the right time or whatever well, yeah, but it's just not going to be consistent enough no it's not going to be consistent it's not going to do what you want to do so we, we had that card above my rel Myrel. Myrel is the Grand Abolisher. The oh, soldier Grand I like Abolisher. that card. I, I've been liking that one. I'm not sold that if it's like the best thing ever, but I think it's better than that other card. I think it, it uh, in time, could be a mono-white commander option, maybe. <sighs> I, the more soldiers that they print, it could do something. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. You never know what the, the mono-white people are doing their own thing over there, and they're always coming out of the gate with something that surprises me. So, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that's something. We also had Myrel below Sarge. Guardian Avenger too. That's one that I have yet to even put in Winota, to be honest. I, I haven't yeah. seen it a ton. I thought I really wanted to and then just haven't been able to find the slot for it. I don't know. Have you seen it much? I, I saw it like a little bit, like in maybe one or two lists. But I, I think the reality is that the decks that want it I mean, what what deck is looking for like Winota. a Tarmogoyf? Winota right? is the only one that would want it. And even then, Winota is just so strapped for spots recently. I feel like. Well, and, and that's the thing. I feel like in Winota, like if you're at two mana, you want to be playing something that's interacting with the board because you're trying to get it down on turn one. Yeah. Whereas your three mana slots are where you're looking for something that's going to combo nicely with Winota, so that when you cast Winota on turn three, you can attack with something and get a trigger. Then. Yeah. So that way you're interacting with the board and pushing yourself ahead. Yeah, I, th I think the things that this competes with are like two mana things that make multiple bodies that would go into Winota or like um, Rick, like the things that help you go really wide or something like that. And this doesn't do either of those things. No. Like if at the two mana slot, you want your Winota things to either be stacks pieces or making multiple bodies to trigger Winota multiple times. Yeah. Um, and then if you want like a big effect, you want it to affect your whole team because Winota is trying to go wide, not tall. So but I'm not saying... It's not a. It's like it's a playable card for sure. That's just the reason why I don't play it on Oda right now. I don't know what other deck would want it is the other thing then too, right? Maybe some new deck that we haven't seen yet that just beats that face more be. than Winota. But but I'm going to blame Tyler on this one because he came in hot on that Said it was card. really good. If that one wasn't on either of our list, and we got really psyched up by him on that one. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to blame Tyler on that one. And he's not here to defend himself. So there we go. <laughs> The last card I have on here, we didn't talk about Slicer at the time. Slicer? 
We didn't talk about Slicer. We didn't talk about any of the the Transformers cards. We didn't talk about any of the Transformers. Yeah. Where are you at? I don't think Slicer's that good. I mean, (laughs) any any monocolor deck can be taken taken down by a tournament by like a decent pilot. I think. A hundred percent. I don't think we should take anything from Slicer doing well in a tournament. Like the damage output is a lot, but that's just. That's like abusable. Like giving other people that type of control is just not going to work out all the, the time. The first time you sit down against Slicer, like just you'll like probably lose, it. and then you'll never right. lose again. <laughs> well, just like picture, right? Exactly. Like like picture yourself being like at that tournament, right? Like, yeah. are you spending your interaction on that thing? When you if you've never it? lost to it, no. Yeah, but at a certain point, you're certainly going. But to. then they hit you for eighteen, and yeah. then you're like, oh my fucking god, it's going to go to the next player yeah. who's also going to attack me for eighteen. What right. the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Slicer can be powerful but, but a lot of decks can be powerful i just think yeah any any deck can do decent in a in a, in a cdh tournament by if a good pilot does what it needs to do yeah. where are you at on transformers i haven't seen any of the other ones do a ton but i honestly i haven't really looked at a lot of them they seem like they were designed for casual when i checked them briefly now how do you, how, where are you at on transformers in general oh in general as a ip like the michael bay movies well, or as the action figures or as the animated series from the... What are you talking about? It's a Michael Bay movie. Well, they are Michael Bay movies starring Shia LaBeouf as Yeah, that's Sam the Winwicky. only Transformers. What are you that's talking about? That's my favorite role of his. <laughs> He's so good as, what is he? as Sam, Sam Winwicky. Winwicky. Him <laughs> panicking on his lawn is one of my Honestly, favorite Honestly, I was more of a Beast Wars kid. I don't know if you ever watched Beast Wars I've your kid. I've never heard of Beast Wars. Dude, what it's is the this? shit. I'm pretty sure the new Transformers coming up is actually about Beast Wars. But it's like the same thing. Optimus Prime is a gorilla instead. He transforms into a gorilla. Oh, are they machines? They're still machines, same thing, but instead of cars, they transform into animals. And they're like fighting off aliens. It's like very, very early 3D animation type of stuff. Okay. But it's it's visually does not track anymore. But that's what I watched every day before school was Beast Wars. Oh, okay. Nice. So I'm upset there's no Beast Wars cards. If there were, I'd be more interested. Well, maybe one of these days, because we're gonna be getting Lord of the Rings later this year. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Right? I I feel like there's not been a lot of talk in twenty twenty three about it yet. You know, it's gonna be huge, hopefully. It's gonna be massive. I can't wait to do our set review about talking about Sauron shit. Yes, I am very excited. Trying to line it up with the lore too. I'm gonna be bad at that. I'm gonna be pretty bad at that too. Hopefully we can do some research pretend like i'm really good at that too yeah so i think in general what we've learned here is that um yeah what did we learn i I think we learned that there's been a couple cards that we were pretty off on yeah but i think in general we've been we've been pretty pretty on yeah there's a lot of cards that we've talked about in our set reviews i can see a lot of people saying this now there's a lot of cards that we talked about in our set reviews that just have never come up in a cedh game and i did leave off a lot of some like very obvious cards that well, yeah, like there's just better options that you have, and you know you're not going to cut anything for these cards type situations. So, did we talk about Rograk? We did. That we was did. the very we, first card that we talked about. We said in it that was good. Review. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. We that, said it I was just really to check. good. Was, yeah, can, that was like the best card that's been printed in a long time. I think I wanted to make sure we talked about that. Yeah. Okay. No, we we didn't <laughs> talk about that one. A lot of the stuff we were high on in that set ended up being pretty good yeah okay Even, um except for some of like the kiki jiki combos that don't like like yeah the winota plays them but like yeah there's like an <laughs> ogre pirate that combos with oh, it that we yeah, talked yeah. about right yeah. there's an enough already yeah exactly kiki right? says enough yeah so yeah but no i think in general we're pretty spot on so yeah i still think the the cdh tournament scene is kind of still growing at a rapid pace so agreed i, I would be curious to do this again in like a year or two or something when we'll have more results from tournaments 
by then, I think, because right now we're still kind of piecing stuff together and it's hard to really figure out what's the best thing to do in CDH, I feel like, realistically. Exactly. We're, we're getting to a point where, you know, metas are starting to form because we know what tournaments are like as yeah. we are kind of starting to have maybe one a month that comes out yeah. that you can go back and look at now. Which is which is really cool and that's very exciting. So. Yeah, much different than I think during some of the times that even when we were doing these set reviews, like I think that's yeah. re a relatively new thing in CDH. There's, there is like at least like a tournament a month that I see it results about. I, I think I think that's that's really nice. So I think March Kudos of, March, of swirling, March of Swirling Mist is probably the one that I see that we've talked about the most. The in, most in those lists is March oh. of Swirling Mist. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That one and Dress Down is now becoming. Oh one. yeah, did we, we talk about Dress Down? We did. We were high on Dress Down. We were down. high on Dress we Down. Were high Dress down, That's a that card one. is good. That card is really good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of like the the we talked about some of the heavy hitters that we were spot on about, and like um we were pretty spot on about a lot of the heavy hitters that were coming out because like sometimes it's just really obvious when a card is going to be. Should we talk about like how you do evaluations sure. for CEDH? Maybe yeah. maybe that should be the first thing that we talk about. <laughs> is, is yeah, like me do. specifically, or like how we evaluate for CEDH? Yeah, how do we evaluate a card for CEDH? Like the first Just thing compared to what it's already like. That's the first thing I do, right? If well, first thing I do, I do is look at that. Look at the mana cost, actually. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes you look at a card and you just know that it's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. There are yeah cards you read. You're like right. you you know by the mana cost that no matter what you're not yeah. gonna do anything. But after you read it, the first thing that I think like you is it does this do something that is already seen playing cdh right yeah it's, it's so hard to the format is so powerful some card would have to be insanely broken to do something new in cdh other than that and just like in magic in general like everything is a copy of something else everything is similar to other things the only way to decide if anything is good is to compare it next to other things i, I think at least when evaluating magic cards you know what i mean so the only th way to compare it is to say, okay, what's this like? The new Atraxa, I feel like, is a great thing because I don't know if you've noticed yes. on Twitter, everyone is realizing that Atraxa is fucking good as hell. And I was looking at Atraxa oh, yeah. through the lens of like a CDH as a commander, and it's like not so great in that way. But I was not only thinking about Legacy and the fact that this is a great reanimation target. Yeah. And not only that, there are a lot of cards that want to pitch cards that have a specific color, and Atraxa is a lot of those colors. So Yo, Force of Will, Force of Negation, Force of Vigor. There's, that one? there's a ton all the the um the endurance type things yeah. all, all that stuff solitude there's it's a great in standard it, it's winning standard events and a lot of times like a seven seven life linking flying whatever else that draws you four cards or five cards is just going to be like unbeatable in 1v1 but i wasn't thinking about that so but if you compare it to something like a gristle brand it is like kind of similar to a gristle it kind brand of is, is right, right? You, like so you can't repeatedly abuse it but it still is going to draw you each card type in your deck yeah. which is five to six cards yeah and i i think people weren't comparing it to gristle brand because it doesn't really look anything like a gristle brand but it play in my opinion in practice it, it's a little bit closer to a yeah. gristle brand i don't know normally like, if it shits like a duck <laughs> yeah. and it looks like a duck yeah but this time it was like well it looks like a beaver yeah and it shits like a hamster so. i think someone I, I saw someone say that everyone was too preoccupied with what battle was what a battle is that oh, they weren't yeah. really acknowledging that the card was like you know we just really good we didn't talk about battle in the yeah how could we there's no battle cards there's yeah, no what battle the, cards, what the hell right? are we gonna talk about how, how, how the fuck do i yeah. evaluate that yeah you can't evaluate 
And that. are the battles going to be good, or are the values going to be a limited mechanic that I'm not going to give a shit about in CEDH? Yeah, I don't even know what battles could be. I hope they take the place of tribal, but I don't think they're going no. to. I, I, no, they're going to be like events. It's going to be like an in-game event, like a mini game within the game. Your creatures are like going to go. Enchantment. Your creatures are going to go into a battle, and then you it's have a, to like Shah- roll a dice, or you have to like do something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I truly don't know what they. Could, it's going to be I a no thing. Idea. I don't know. I've, I used to listen to Mark Rosewater's podcast. Okay, and I feel like there's a lot of things that they really try to go out of out of the box for, yeah. um, especially when it comes to stuff like in game. So I could totally see this being like a a game within a game that they end up doing with yeah battle. yeah that's true Saga, that's my, that's Sa- sagas and dungeons and things like that have felt very much like that for yeah. magic recently that they're making yeah like games inside of games. dungeons you know what dungeons specifically yes. like i could totally see this being something that's something like a dungeon or something right like yeah. it, it's something that's tracked outside of the game that you can't interact with but like as you go through a battle like maybe depending on what you roll could depend I w- on yeah i wonder if I, yeah that would be cool if like the battle was like like a dungeon like it was just like a permanent that you put into play that you would go through as if you would go through like a dungeon or something that would be really cool i yeah. think a lot of the dungeon stuff is really sweet but a lot of the cards you have to play for those dungeon effects are often bad and at least with like the first batch of dungeons they're no good with the uh what's the other ones called the initiative the initiative dungeon that dungeon's good as hell but the other ones are not so good that dungeon is pretty good yeah there is a lot of really good stuff that you get from that one I said we weren't going to talk about Phyrexia, and then we ended up talking about uh, Atraxa, oh, yeah. and now we ended up talking about yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We were like, <laughs> we were immediately wrong about Atraxia, or not wrong, rather. We were just you know talking about it for our format, which is I I still stand by that that I don't think it's great for CDH yeah. as a commander. And of course, when we are doing the set reviews, they are CEDH set reviews. Right. So, but I am more interested in trying it out in like a Reanimator deck. Reanimator has never really been like a great strategy in CDH outside of specifically Razakath, but that's like a, a specific combo because you're going for a win condition, right? Yeah, but like I'm talking Reanimator, like trying to just get like a fatty in early on turn to get a different fatty in and just keep on trying to like beat down like that that style deck is not so great in cdh but if it were this would be a great thing to throw in it there. can be tough because a lot of times when you're setting up reanimation you are spending a lot of resources to get something in play and if it doesn't win you the game like right right on the spot what are you doing and if you get interacted with again it's very easy to interact with your reanimation deck so it sets you so far behind yeah and yeah when there's other players that could take advantage of the time that you're out of the game that it, that as it feels bad i would say I would say so too. So, but if you're trying reanimator like a true, you know, ten or fifteen big giant idiots in your CDH deck and trying to reanimate them, I think attracts is an option. If you're in four colors, if you're in four I or guess five that's colors, the other thing yeah. you have to think of like, okay, so we're playing Thrasios Timna or five. And you think Kenrith? Playing, they really like Kenrith, a Kenrith reanimator. I guess that's list. true. Yeah, Kenrith. This imaginary Kenrith reanimator that is playing a bunch of reanimation. Your targets. backup to Razakath yeah. would be Atraxa instead. I think now it's like Villas, and I don't know if this is better. This might honestly. Is this better than Villas? Maybe it's better than Villas. It, so when it ETBs, it's not drawing you eight cards if you cast it off reanimate. Yeah, sure it is. Not eight cards. And it goes it goes by your... Oh, you're talking about Villas. Yeah, Villas will come in off reanimate and draw you eight cards immediately. Yeah, that's true. Atraxa won't do that. But Atraxa will draw you cards immediately oh, with the enchantments. And the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is probably better than the reanimate thing. Yeah, maybe. So maybe Atraxa is better than Villas in... Kenrith and Gracios Timna. Good podcast uh, clickbait title. 
Is Atraxa better than Villas and CDH? There you go. And you have to get 45 <laughs> minutes into the episode before we even right talk at the about end. it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs> Man, that would be funny. The build up <laughs> right, right to there. I don't have any other cards on the list. We can this just end like... it there if you want. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at Patreon like our $100 patrons. Baby Jeebus and Demon of Razgrease. Check out PlaytoWinMTG.com for all of your PlaytoWin merch needs. If you want to support us at no additional cost to you, check out our affiliate links down below. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram for more content. Thanks for watching or listening. See you on Sunday. Alrighty, $50 patrons, this one's for you. Mitchell Shepard, Justin, Eli Richty, Man Solo, Nikola Marikovic, Steven Schlichty, That Green Guy, Plantain Jackson, Isaiah Briliski, Michael Lyon, Pedro, Metal Plays Games, Byron Wang, Wind Wave, C, Kwaja A. Hamid, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Jan Wildfang, Sleepy Jarvis, Thomas Bueno, Swampy McGee, Lauren Connell, David Nelson, Jormags, and James Noon 845. Thank you all very much. Thank you.